Welcome back to the Wyoming Valley Church Podcast. My name is Pastor Todd Walker. We started a series of podcasts called Sermon Extras, where we take our previous lesson from Sunday and we dive a little deeper into one area of it. This past Sunday, we looked at the end of Colossians chapter 1, where the Apostle Paul brings up the topic of suffering, specifically suffering that comes to us by following Jesus Christ. Suffering is a big and awkward topic to bring up. It's not one we really want to focus on a lot because it speaks of pain and suffering and and things that are hardships to us. But I think we have to talk about it because it's kind of like the elephant in the room. It's there. We all know it's there. We all have experienced suffering for following Christ. And it's going to happen again. And I want us to be prepared. I want us to have a good perspective about suffering so that when we encounter it, we're ready for it. This past Sunday, I illustrated the idea of suffering like the big breaker waves in the ocean. That when you start to follow Jesus Christ, you start to experience some really painful, hard things. And it's kind of like those big waves when you go into the ocean. If you want to get past those waves for whatever reason, you have to go through the breakers. If you don't go through the breakers, you stay on the shore. And in order to really follow Jesus and become mature in him, we have to go through breakers. And I even like the word breaker because it kind of uh, exemplifies the idea of suffering. And although we don't want to be broken, we don't think God is going to break us. He is going to purify us. And that's what suffering is about. Suffering is about our purification, becoming more like Christ And our suffering is also about fellowshipping with Christ. Really important things. So I want to think about suffering. I I want to mention five camps of suffering, five breakers, if you will, of things that Christians go through when you try to follow Jesus Christ. And I want to talk about each of them and, and talk about how hard they are and what we can do to overcome these things. The first one is is simple pain either physical, emotional, or mental pain. From following Jesus Christ, we all experience some kind of pain. Things hurt. When you follow Jesus Christ, like they did in the New Testament, they got physically beaten. They also were imprisoned and jailed for things that, of course, weren't wrong. People just wanted to silence them. And I have to assume that there was a lot of emotional, physical, and mental pain that those guys experienced. Well, here in our century, we don't experience quite the same persecution that they did, not in our country at least, but we still experience pain. There's still pain that comes to us simply by following Jesus Christ, and that's not on accident. That's because Christ endured pain, and we're following him, so we're going to experience pain as well. And pain is one of the biggest breakers that often sends people backwards to abandon the path of following Jesus Christ because they simply didn't factor in the pain. Jesus taught us that before we come to him, we should count the cost and consider whether we can go forward once the pain comes to us. And nobody likes pain, right? We all seek to avoid pain. I don't want pain in my life. I don't look for pain or painful opportunities. But pain is a part of the Christian life. We can't avoid it. 
God decides what kind of pain comes to us, and God decides what degree of pain comes to us, whether it's severe or minimal. But we will experience pain, and we need to know that. But we need a perspective to rise above that breaker so we can overcome it, to not just go, oh, it's going to be painful, it's going to hurt, just get through it. That's not good enough. We need something that can help us overcome that breaker. And I think the perspective we need to focus on is the perspective of where we're going, where we're headed to. I talked about on this past Sunday that people can experience and go through painful situations if they know there's going to be a positive outcome. My example was working out, exercising. People can endure working out even amidst the pain because they want the result that comes from that pain. There's an old phrase, an old adage saying, no pain, no gain. And we need to sort of apply that to the spiritual life, that if we really want to follow Christ, if we really want to be like him, and if we really want to finish the race and end up where we have set out for, which is heaven, we have to endure the pain. We have to be willing to accept the pain. Because although pain hurts, pain is an evidence that something is working. Just as you do when you work out. If you're, if you're experiencing pain, generally, that means there's having a positive impact, a positive result upon your body. And you have to train your body to go through it in spite of the pain. And we need to train our minds to go through it in spite of the pain in the Christian life. And we need to focus on a couple things. We need to focus on the person of Jesus Christ his value, and his worth, and the true privilege it is to fellowship with him and have stories to be able to share with him in eternity. We also need to focus upon, again, the result of the pain. The pain isn't just for pain's sake, it's for maturity's sake. So if we can focus on what the pain is producing, be making us more like Jesus Christ, we can endure that pain, we can get through that pain. And third of all, we need to focus upon heaven. We need to focus upon the hope of heaven, that there's a place coming where there will be no pain, no suffering. That if we can get through this minimal pain here for about 75 years on average of life here on earth, we can get to a place where there's no pain anymore. There's no suffering. We'll be with God. We'll be able to serve and love and praise him with no pain whatsoever for all eternity. That's a long time. So we need those motivations to train ourselves to go through the pain now because, again, we can't avoid it. The only way to avoid pain in the Christian life is to abandon the Christian path. And we know that's not an option. We must go forward. So we must consider those things. We must set those motivations before us each new day to tell ourselves we probably will experience pain. But to remember what the pain is producing to remember what the pain will cause us to be like and to cause us to fellowship with. It's worth it. And that's breaker number one, is pain. Number two, following Jesus Christ will bring about financial stress. That's breaker number two, financial stress. I started following Jesus Christ full-time about ten years ago. And my life has been generally poor since then. Now, our poverty here in America is different than poverty around the world. 
We have to understand that. Our poverty is not like poverty in third world countries. So even our poverty here in America is riches in comparison to many. But we do live in America, and we do have a contrast there. When you follow Jesus Christ, you will live with financial stress. You will have to live without some comforts and some securities that other people experience. And that's breaker number two. A lot of people can't handle that financial stress. I think financial stress is number one reason marriages break up. Because financial stress causes everyone anguish. We want to know that there's money. We want to know that there's food and that there's uh, payments for rents and bills. And so when you follow Jesus Christ, Jesus makes you lean upon him and not money. And yet we're so trained to lean upon money that money is the one that brings us comfort and security and even happiness sometimes. But when you follow Jesus Christ, he tells you to depend upon him only. And when you depend upon Jesus Christ, he takes some of those other crutches away from you so you cannot lean upon them anymore. And one of those is financial security. When you follow Jesus Christ, most often you will experience true financial stress. And a lot of the world understands what financial stress is. That's a common suffering. But when you follow Jesus Christ, you will generally get poorer you will generally have to face more and more financial obstacles. And really, primarily, you'll just have to learn to do without. You won't have a lot of the comforts and a lot of the securities and a lot of the insurances that your peers do. And that has to be okay. And you can use the same motivations we used for pain, that you can rise above that because you realize that the one you're serving owns everything. He doesn't need man's money. He doesn't need man's stuff. He owns everything. So if you depend upon the Lord Jesus Christ and follow him and face financial stress, is it really that stressful when the one that you follow owns and has rights to everything? And we need to know that. But we need to prepare our, our minds and our bodies to, to understand that when we follow Jesus Christ, we will go lower lower in the world standards, lower in financial standards. But again, it's to improve our eternal lifestyle. It's not to strip away as the only means for what Christ is doing. He's seeking to improve us. He's seeking to advance our livelihood on the other side. And in order to do that, he has to take us through this breaker called financial stress. He has to strip us and realize that we cannot depend upon money. We have to depend upon him. And if you don't learn how to depend upon God, you will not make it to the other side. You just won't. And God told us in the scriptures that money is a rival often for Christ. That nobody can serve two masters. Either we will serve Christ or we will serve money. So if you want to follow Jesus Christ, God oftentimes is going to kick that crutch of money from under your arm. So you lean only upon him. But the promise is that, just like he said in the Sermon on the Mount, he will take care of every one of your needs. It's a promise. He takes care of the birds and their needs. And we care much, much more to Christ than the birds. But that's breaker number two, financial stress. The third one, the third breaker is loneliness. 
loneliness. When you follow Jesus Christ, you will definitely feel loneliness. You won't have as many friends. You won't have as many people near you and next to you encouraging you. When you follow Jesus Christ, it's a lonely path. And anyone who's tried to do it understands that. That you have to go against the grain here in this world. And Jesus taught us that. He said there's two paths. There's a broad path, which has a lot of friends and a lot of people on it. But there's a narrow path. And when you walk on the narrow path, you're walking on the path that Christ marked out for us. And there's not a lot of friends. Lord willing, you'll have a church who can help and encourage and walk with you. But generally speaking, you'll be more lonely. You'll be more alone than you were before you followed Christ. And that is another experience and example of fellowshipping with Jesus. Because when Jesus walked his own path, his own disciples many times abandoned him. He didn't have friends. He didn't have people supporting and encouraging him very often. He had the Father. He had his Holy Spirit. He had his disciples at times and, and a few others, and that was about it. And Jesus definitely faced loneliness. Loneliness is a real, real struggle. If you've ever been truly lonely, you understand what it's like. It's not a fun thing to realize you're alone. And there's not many with you. And there's not many who know what you're going through. But again, that's another crutch we lean upon, is when we have a lot of friends, we feel comforted. When we have a lot of friends, we feel secure. But God wants us to depend entirely upon him. So he needs to kick that crutch, that crutch out from under us too. And say, you'll depend only upon me in this journey. I will give you the church. I will give you some. But you are going to have to experience what it's like to be in the wilderness with Christ. And to understand the loneliness. But Jesus said he's a friend who sticks closer than a brother. He's near to you. He's dear to you. He's not going to leave you. He's not going to forsake you. That what others do when you experience loneliness, Christ is there with you in the trenches. And that's comforting. And we have to get through that breaker. We can't experience loneliness and go backwards just because we want friends and people to like us. We have to go forward. And we have to remember that Christ endured loneliness for our sake. And we need to experience it and go through it for his sake and for maturity's sake. And one day there will be myriads and myriads of people in heaven who are friends and allies and brothers and sisters. And the coolest thing about it is they will all have experienced loneliness at some time in their life. But in heaven we won't be lonely anymore. We'll have stories, but we won't have loneliness. But right now we need to go through that breaker. We need to prepare and ready our mind to be lonely. And to have Christ as the only friend, the only true friend that we need. Breaker number four is the loss of things, the loss of jobs, the loss of family, the loss of possessions. When you follow Jesus Christ, you will be stripped of certain things. Even when you initially follow Jesus Christ, it's like immediately you have to let go of some things. And sometimes they're really important things to you. There have been countless stories of people who wanted to follow Jesus Christ, and their employer didn't like that. So they had to make a choice between their job or their faith. Many oftentimes in Scripture, Jesus tells us that when you have to follow Jesus Christ, you're going to have family members not agree with you, not go with you, speak against you. 
and really make you make the choice to be with them or to be with Christ. And I can't imagine how hard that must be. I haven't gone through that myself very much. But when you follow Jesus Christ, you may lose family members. And you also could lose possessions in general. Whatever the Lord decides that you don't need any longer. That's going to be a weight and a distraction. When you follow Jesus Christ, he says, Listen, I want you to give me these things. I don't want you to have them. They're not going to be helpful for you on the path. So give them to me. And we have to prepare our minds to get over that breaker and to say, you know what? Stuff is not what I need. It's nice to have some stuff. It's definitely nice to have family. And as we talked about before, friends. But when you follow Jesus Christ and you have him, you have everything. We have to understand that. We have to believe in that. That when we follow Jesus Christ, we're not alone. And we have sufficiency of everything we need. Christ is going to be with us. Christ is going to help us and strengthen us. And Christ is going to get us to where we need to go. And we have a lot of security blankets, don't we? A lot of those things are family members. A lot of those things are our possessions or our job or our livelihood. And when you follow Jesus Christ, he doesn't want any security blankets except himself. He wants himself to be the only security that we have. And he's worthy of that. He's, he's allowed to do that because it brings him glory. So that when we get to the other side, it wasn't thanks to this stuff and these people. It was thanks primarily, purely to the Lord Jesus Christ. And breaker number five, which goes along with the loneliness one, is being hated and being spoken against. When you follow Jesus Christ, you are going to make natural enemies and again, I want to preface this. It's not because you're being a jerk. It's not because you make your own enemies. That's a different kind of enemy. The enemy I'm talking about is when you simply follow Jesus Christ and people don't like that lifestyle. They don't like the guilt that it brings upon them when they think about the things of God. And so they hate you. And they speak against you. And they mock you. And they call you really mean things like hypocrite and too holier than thou, things like that. But when you follow Jesus Christ, you have an audience of one. One. And it's himself. It's God. And when you're following Jesus Christ and you're spoken against, you have to keep going. All of the saints, all of the men and women of God that we look up to understand this breaker. Every single person that tried to follow Jesus Christ was spoken against, myself included. It's like all growing up, I didn't have any enemies. I didn't have anybody that hated me, to my knowledge. But as soon as I started following Christ, people started to speak ill against me and, and speak meanly to me and depart from me. And I couldn't make sense of it at the beginning. It was like, why is this happening? I finally want to be useful and, and use my life for Christ. And all of a sudden, I'm having all of these people speak against me. But that's breaker number five. When we follow Jesus Christ, he will test us by pain, by financial stress, by loneliness, by the loss of things, and by being spoken against. And there's many others I can't even mention. But he's going to test us with these breakers to see if we will go forward in spite of all of these breakers, in spite of all of this pain and suffering. Because if we do, here's the result. We love him. 
He is the motivation for us going forward in spite of pain. And if the breakers send us back and we're not willing to go over them, that proves something as well. That we don't really love him. We don't really love him because we're only willing to follow him on the mountaintops. We're only willing to follow him when it's easy. And he's worthy of more than that, isn't he? He's worthy to have his people go forward like he went forward for our sake. And I hope we'll think on that today. And we'll look at our life and do a little inventory of our life and say, what am I willing to give for the Lord? What are the things I'm withholding from him now? What are the things I haven't been willing to go forward in? Does Christ have a blank check in your life? We've been talking about raising the bar. This is a great way to raise the bar. Give him a blank check and say, Lord, in spite of any suffering and pain that comes about my way because of following you, I need and I will go forward in it. I will need your help and I will need your strength to do it, but I won't abandon you and I won't go backwards. I will go forward because you went forward for me and because you're worthy of it. Please consider these things today and may the Lord bless it as we consider it. Thank you for listening.